so much for joining us today for what is now episode 23 of our Road to 2023 series. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tierra and Jack. Now, we are recording this today on January 2nd, 2022. So, Jack, this is officially our very first podcast of the year. Yep. Episode number one of 2022. (laughs) I actually saw this meme on Instagram the other day that said, 2022 is pronounced 2022. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that as well. Gosh. Let's hope not. Yeah, gosh, let's hope not, right? But, Jack, you know what this means. We'll be stepping on stage next year. Yes, we will be indeed. Still over a year away, but next year technically. Yeah, wow. Well, didn't that go by quick? Because, Mm. you know, within a few months, it would have been an entire year since we stepped off stage. Indeed, yes. May will be a whole 12 months. Yeah, and it's going to come around before we know it. But now that we are officially in the new year, 2022, what are a few things on the horizon for TBD? Well, a lot of continued growth, growth in terms of our coaching business, but also growth in terms of the podcast, information that we put out, social media. So a lot of things in store for sure. Should we set some milestones? I think that's only appropriate. Okay. Well, I know that we've got a number of TBD athletes stepping on stage this year, which should be super exciting. So very excited for that in both season A and season B. So that'll be a great accomplishment in itself. But what about TBD Instagram? Let's set a let's set a benchmark. Let's set a goal. Well, I think a very achievable goal will be 12,000 followers. 12,000? You're aiming pretty low. I was going to say... I said very achievable, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's do that within the next couple months. But I reckon 20K by the end of the year. Yeah, if we're thinking about very ambitious goals yes mm-hmm. i think 20 20k is achievable but very ambitious well let's and it's be not, ambitious it's only, people <laughs> it's only one metric as well like what if we achieve twenty thousand followers but our engagement went down it wouldn't be that good would it yeah you're absolutely right so twenty thousand followers and twenty thousand incredibly engaged and loyal people wow it sounds very good if we could do that i think we can you know we've got we built great momentum in 2021 and all we have to do is just keep that up in 2022 Mm. all right when you put it like that anything's achievable absolutely right even the gram just takes tiara's positive mindset (laughs) and jack's canva artistic skills but what about lifting jack you have any goals in the gym you want to hit goals in the gym yes i do so i want to achieve a few different milestones in regards to performance pvs and I'll list a few. So like 200 kilo RDL, something I definitely want to do for six to eight. Most of these goals will be for six to eight reps, like a hack squat for five plates for six to eight reps, five plates aside, and hammer strength incline, plate loaded press, four plates aside for six to eight. Like to do dumbbell shoulder press with the 50 kilo dumbbells for six to eight reps as well. I'd like to do the Smith machine high incline press for 2.25 plates aside and i'd like to dumbbell row bilateral row the 55s for 8 to 10 yeah wow well big goals but i bet Mm. you anything i'm going to be there to capture them on film for you Mm. yeah i think i purposely list things that are quite achievable like there's no reason why i shouldn't be able to hit those goals Mm -hmm. if i continue my current rate of progression well out of all of those goals which one would you say you're going to have to work the hardest for like Mm. aren't you under the impression that maybe you should set 
really big goals that kind of terrify you and you're like, shit, that's going to take a lot of work. Maybe for the long-term future, but at the same time, like I also don't like setting unrealistic goals just for the sake of it. Like it, it's very all well and good for us to say, Hey, let's, let's try and be billionaires by the end of next year. But like, what's the, how are we going to do that? And so if I was to say, yeah, I want to RDL 250 kilos, like I'm just not going to be able to do that. And I can fairly confidently say that. Okay. Yeah. As you guys, if you haven't noticed already, I'm a realist and Tara is a optimist. I Dude, guess. I just aim high. Cool. Well, those are my training goals. What are yours? Okay. So I've thought about this too. One of my big goals is to surpass the 36 kilogram kettlebells for Bulgarians and be strong enough that no longer doing sets of I've only just gotten up to sets of nine with those kettlebells but I want to get up to the point where sets of 12 aren't challenging enough so then I'm going to have to transfer over to the smith machine for my Bulgarians so that's one of my goals is to just be stronger than the 36s per hand Mm. and in terms of my shoulder press I really want to be able to rep the 20 kilogram dumbbells for sets of 10 on dumbbell shoulder press that's a big goal for me for RDLs, man, I want to RDL 120 kilograms this year. I reckon, awesome. I, I reckon I can do it for reps for six. I reckon that I can do that. Uh, and those are some of my big training goals. I've got quads, I've got shoulders, and I've got hamstrings and glutes there. We didn't quite mention our glute kickback goal. No, we didn't. <laughs> or our lateral raise goal. We'll, we'll keep that one under wraps. We'll just have to surprise you on the gram. Mm. Another big personal goal for us is that this is finally the year we're going to set out to buy our first house. Yeah, it will be. It's going to be a massive learning curve, but looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. And let's hope that we score a good one pretty close to the coastline. (laughs) (laughs) For the dogs, of course, right? They need the Mm. beach. And this will be the first time, fingers crossed, that we can actually travel overseas since 2019. So we do have a holiday in Bali booked. And hopefully we get to take advantage of that holiday and all goes as planned. So that's another thing. Our first holiday in three years. Mm. It will be. Yeah, I'm probably looking forward to that as much as the house, to be honest. <laughs> it will. It will definitely be nice. Club Med Bali, bring it on. But yeah, 2022 should be a great year. But Jack, I want to hear about your past two weeks. How did the rest of 2021 end for you? And how's this past week been for you? Yeah, so it's been an interesting two weeks. Like uh, on one end, like a lot has happened, but at the same time, not much has happened. So a lot has happened because I've made a few decisions these past couple weeks, uh, like one of them not to train for like seven days in a row. And that is in like a big decision. It's quite a rare decision for me to, to say that. And that's why at the same time, not a lot has happened in the training and nutrition department because I just haven't trained for half of that time. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I made that decision was, I would say ever since prep ended, like it was just a very gradual decline of, or gradual increase in physical fatigue, but also a gradual decrease in the motivation I had to really get up and go in terms of training. And yeah, I'm not really sure why that is. I think in prep, you're able to utilize a lot of motivation and you can see tangible results every single day or week. And in the off season, it's not quite the same. And it's interesting because like my energy is completely fine. 
I'm not really able to relate to why I was just having that kind of mental block with training. Mm. Like I would, I would just get to the gym and be like, oh, this is going to be hard and I'm not particularly overly motivated to do this, but I would still get it done and I would still progress and like I would still train with a lot of intensity. So basically I decided to have a complete week off from the gym to try and like rejog that because I've never really, other than like being in prep, I've never really gone through a phase like this in the improvement season where I've struggled for like motivation to train. Motivation is not really the right word because I wouldn't ever needed it. It was more so I would just love it enough to to get in and continue training. So Uh, you lost that desire to train and Mm. you and I went through the exact same thing this past week. We both took a week off the gym and it's like it just hit us. And the best way I can describe it is that we completely lost our appetite for training. Mm. Imagine training as a meal that you absolutely love and a meal that you look forward to every single day. Something like cocoa oats with dark chocolate and peanut butter. You know, you're like, man, that's a really good meal. I can't wait to eat it. But then all of a sudden it just hits you and you're like, I can't even fathom the idea of eating that. So the exact same goes for training. This this past week, I know that I felt like I completely lost my appetite for it. And it was so abnormal and it was such mm. an unfamiliar feeling because I know I wake up every single morning driven and I just want to get after it and I never lose sight of my goals. But it's like, it just hit me last Saturday for our last hard training session and like a ton of bricks. And I'm just like, holy cows, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm. It was very strange and it took quite a number of days to recover from. It took a whole week. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we were obviously discussing it because it's something quite abnormal for us. Mm. And like we just have to like reflect on the past year to kind of get the answer to that. So even the past year, I was thinking yeah, the past like three years <laughs> mm, to an extent. Yeah, because like even when we weren't able to train at the gym, we made every single like we moved mountains to be able to train from home and have equipment and spend a lot of money on home training equipment. And then of course we went into prep in October last two years ago technically like. <laughs> In 2020, we went into prep and we didn't miss a single session. We trained our asses off, literally. And then after prep, we didn't really take... We took deloads, but we didn't really take any time off training. We didn't have a holiday. And and also, the mentality for me, it didn't really stop. Mm, like Me neither. The same with work as well. We didn't really have a break from work. And we haven't had a break from work. But, I mean, that's... It's not really work for us, so it doesn't really matter. It was interesting. One of my clients, she even posted this past week because she reposted our podcast on her Instagram story. And she was like, do y'all take breaks? Because she was talking about how a lot of other podcasters weren't posting around this time of year, understandably, Mm. because podcasting, it is a form of work for a lot of people. And it's that holiday period. But I was like, it made me reflect. I was like, the last time that I actually took a string of days to just let my brain go, like when I wasn't studying, when I wasn't training hard, when I wasn't working, when I wasn't dieting, was February in 2019 when we spent a week at Club Med in Thailand. Mm. And ever since then, we finished our uni degree. We went straight into starting a business. I've undergone two preps. It's just been go, 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 go. And then it's like, all of a sudden, just this last week, it hit me. And I'm like, holy flipping nutsacks. Like, I just want to chill out. 
and uh, it was it was very strange. It was very strange. But also, I think last week too. I know for me personally, that was a huge week of overreaching for me in the gym. Like I hit a lot of PBs last week in terms of like my kettlebell Bulgarians. I got two by nine. I got a PB on my first set of leg press. I actually failed on my second set of leg press. I even posted an Instagram video. Like I failed on my eighth rep when I was trying to go for a set of eight. I got my hundred kilogram RDLs for for two sets of six. And then for my Smith machine lunges as well, I did a set of 10 with 75 kilograms. And it was after those Smith machine lunges on Saturday, which was Christmas day when we were training that morning, after that set, I was like, I am absolutely flipped. I remember I came up to you in the gym and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't, I haven't felt like this in so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it, it just hit you. Yeah, it uh. did. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular informative content on both our Instagram and YouTube channel. So make sure to go over to those platforms and search The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. I think what's also with me is that I've been dealing with that anterior knee pain and Mm. a little bit of foot pain, which is a bit of, can be a bit demotivating sometimes to like the the single kind of strand of hope that I'm grasping onto is that like, it hasn't really stopped me from training and like, I really don't want it to stop me from training, but pain is pain. Anyone who's had chronic pain Mm. knows what I mean, where like some days you can just blow it away and like who cares it's just pain it doesn't affect me other days like it feels like a mountain's crushing you and I experienced that for like eight months with my chronic back pain and I think the the definition for chronic pain is long is four months or longer or six months or longer so mine technically might not be chronic pain I hope it doesn't get to that point but I'm taking some strides to hopefully improve it I mm-hmm. just need to yeah continue being proactive yeah absolutely but you know, we got through this past week, of course, and, you know, we took quite a number of days off the gym. We even, we even like discussed, we're like, should we go to the gym? You know, cause we still had that, like that time gap during the day when we would normally train. So we didn't have any like scheduled work within mm-hmm. that time. And like, it's that time where you'd normally be like, yeah, let's, let's go do a training session. But again, it's like, I just, oh, I really do not feel like it. And this is something huge that's changed for me as well, because in the past, even during a deload session, I would have been under the impression that, you know, oh, still go to the gym, do your normal training sessions, but be very meticulous about it. Like drop your set volume, slightly drop your RPE, but still do the similar movement patterns so you're not sore the following week. I absolutely loved this past week just not training and just kind of seeing the week as doing exercise and not training and went for a few swims and went for a few walks and stretched out and just kind of relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. It felt good and no guilt at all. No guilt at all. And Mm. finally got that itch back because we went back for our first session yesterday, which was the first day of the year and just felt so rejuvenated, like a lot better. Like I definitely had my mojo back. Mm. Yeah. I trained on Saturday as well and I had a good session. It's I yeah got progressions in everything, mm. which isn't surprising because usually that would be my final session of the week when fatigue is highest, but I did that first, so mm. it only makes sense really. Yeah, definitely. But what, we had like a five-week mesocycle this past? Yeah, five weeks, <laughs> yeah, which is very short and I felt absolutely wrecked by the end of it. Mm. 
Yeah, but hell, I think that we made a good choice there. We listened to ourselves, took a bit of intuition, and uh, we have definitely entered into the new year fresh. So I think I jinxed it last time when I was talking on the podcast, because I think we had planned for the first week of the year to be a deload week. And I'm like, man, does that kind of bother you? Because like, you know, everyone's like New Year's resolutions, you know, beginning of the new year, get after it. And then you're kind of you know, taking a little like one step back to make two steps forward sort of thing. Mm. But, um, you know, some people talk about how they, they believe in like energy and vibrations and it is that weird time of the year between Christmas and new year's when people kind of feel like they're floating, you know, like you don't really know what day it is. There's too many public holidays to count. (laughs) And yeah, it's, it's almost like there's just a weird vibe in the air where everyone feels a little bit lost and they're kind of just waiting for the new year to come around. Do you believe in that sort of thing? Do you feel like there was a vibe that we caught on? Yeah, I think there was. Like, I think even people who don't really celebrate Christmas or they, they just treat it as like a family gathering rather than the Christmas period. Like, you kind of look forward to the 25th. It's a time where you eat some good food and, and socialize and like once that's over, you're like, hey, like what what now? Do mm. I just wait till the New Year's? And there's a bit of an emotional slump, I feel. And I definitely experienced that. And I think partially coincided with being overreached, I felt it even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But either way, we made it through, guys. Came out the other side stronger and rejuvenated. So moving forward. But what does plans look like, Jack, moving forward then? Not too many changes. Like... To be honest, no changes at all, really. Like, my body weight came down a little bit throughout the period of no training. And I even increased the food on my rest days. And I decreased my steps substantially. Like, some days, half the amount of steps because of my knee and foot. And, like, my weight just refused to go up, which was really interesting. Uh, I know that there's often a period of body weight reduction when you don't train because you lose some water retention and stuff. But like that happened throughout the whole week, which is really interesting to me. And I'm wondering if I did actually metabolically adapt in such an acute period or whether there's something else going on. Mm -hmm. So, Well, what was your body weight this morning after you trained normally yesterday? It was the same, 87.3. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to see what happens in these next coming days. And who knows, check in with AJ on Wednesday, maybe another macro increase. Yes. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, training is going to remain the same, like volume will remain the same unless of course AJ changes anything, but I don't think so. Exercise selection, I'll be staying with these exercises for a long time, I think. Might change the accessories every so often, but I've got big goals for the compound lifts and those have all been going up linearly, so yeah, keep everything the same. Mm-hmm. One thing that I have changed, I think literally the day after Christmas is I actually started sleeping more. Mm. Mm. yes i'm i'm well aware (laughs) (laughs) and like in a a few podcasts i think i've mentioned that i would usually wake up feeling a little bit lethargic and i guess working from home we had the luxury of being able to sleep in a little bit longer not that it's a sleep in like i've gone from waking up at 5 30 to 6 15 now (laughs) (laughs) you lazy cat (laughs) so an extra 45 minutes and that seems to be good like i wake up Sometimes like I would wake up and I would be in deep sleep and you can kind of tell because like you just wake up and someone just literally had to rouse you awake. Mm. Whereas now I kind of wake up in light sleep, which is much better. I don't feel like I could just 
roll over and sleep again, I feel ready to get up, which is nicer. That's excellent. And do you find that your mornings and days are just as productive despite Mm. having 45 minutes less? Yeah, I just get up, have some coffee, let that do its thing, and then eat. And then you do your thing. Awesome. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's it for me. I don't have too much else to say. I'm sure we'll have plenty to say in the coming weeks. Yeah. But what about you? Yeah, well, I guess we kind of covered what happened these past two weeks in terms of overreaching and then taking a deload. But yeah, I'm definitely feeling much better, like mentally and physically moving into this next week. I'm very excited to just get back into a solid week of training. Because again, like I can't remember the last time that I lost my drive or that I wasn't goal driven. Like I can confidently say there's not a single day that goes by that I don't think about and envision my goals and this past week was just very abnormal to not have that same drive to really get after it in the gym but I'm glad that that's back so moving forward not many changes to my program either other than I'm actually going to experiment and add in some seated adductions to continue to try to grow my adductors I've I've had a lot of success with actually growing my adductors in terms of like doing deep Bulgarian split squats and lunges and obviously doing full range of motion, leg press and RDLs, of course. But I know that I'm prone to losing quite a bit of body weight and not being able to hold a lot of muscle mass between my thighs, especially when I diet down, it's quite evident. So what's going to hurt if I just do three sets of adductions per week? So I'm pretty keen Other for that. Other than your adductors. Yeah. Well, hopefully after the first week, you know, I, I adapt to that stimulus and I'm not absolutely sore but yeah i'm actually pretty keen to add in some adductions to my mm. new training program and uh this yeah during the deload i slightly just dropped my food just to make sure that energy input was matching energy output so on the days that i was less active like kind of just going for walks i just dropped my carbs from 400 down to 350 the days that i was a little bit more active like I went for a swim or something just kept carbs at 375 but moving forward macros will just go back to normal training day macros at 400 carb 60 fat 180 protein and right now body weight's sitting around this mid 68 so around 68.6 which is pretty good so yeah uh, a dieting phase is on the horizon for me in the next few weeks and already been planned out like got it onto my fitness pal yesterday and I showed you my new meal plan that I've been getting pretty I'm getting pretty keen you know to enter into a dieting phase so yeah a couple more weeks um I want to maintain around this weight like high 68s maybe creep into the very low 69s before I then enter into about a 10-week dieting phase and get down to around 64 so pretty psyched for that so that's definitely on the cards But these past two weeks as well have been pretty awesome because I've actually had the opportunity to go on to quite a number of podcasts. So I got to do a podcast with Lawrence on the General Muscle podcast. So that was really awesome and a great honor to be interviewed by Lawrence. And I've also been interviewed on the Sports Nutrition podcast with Alex Thomas. That was really fun. And I got to speak alongside Amanda, who is another female contest physique coach here in Australia. And Alana and Gemma from Abs by Alana, they've actually just started a podcast and they invited me on to speak about nutrition. So that was really cool. You know, it it was an awesome way to end the year by just being invited on and uh, speaking on a few different podcast channels, which is something that I love to do. If you Mm. guys can't tell, I like being on podcasts. (laughs) So hopefully a lot more speaking events on the cards this coming year 
whether that's more podcasts, whether that's more in-person speaking events or online seminars, whatever it may be. I really like teaching people and I really like speaking up and helping others. So hopefully there are a few opportunities arise in these next 12 months for more opportunities like that. Mm. But it's always very special when you get asked onto a podcast. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure there will be, especially since with the C word restrictions, hopefully easing further and more events happening, hopefully there'll be some more speaking events. Yeah, no doubt. But that's kind of me in a nutshell, just moving forward, feeling really good. Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services, which you can find on our website by searching the Bodybuilding Dietitians on Google or via the show notes below. We coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Great, so we have a few minutes left. Let's answer some questions. Awesome. Okay, well, we usually do put out question polls on our own Instagram profiles. So how about this one? This one says, highest and lowest cows. So my lowest cows would probably be in my last prep. Well, I guess obviously I've had days where I've been sick and I haven't eaten anything, (laughs) but I don't think that's what they mean. So I was on about 1850 calories on my lowest low days of prep when I was having around like two, two seven or 250 protein, 100 grams of carbs, 50 grams of fat. And that was like re- much lower than my training days just mm. because I wanted to dig deep on rest days so I could eat a little bit more on my training days. Yeah, that, that's pretty aggressive, man. Mm. And what about your high days? So high days, probably around 4,800 calories. I've never really consistently reached that 5,000 mark and... Mm-hmm kind of glad I've never had to go there because in theory it sounds cool I mean it's cool more than anything else it's not really particularly fun because by the time you reach 5,000 calories you're at a body fat where your hunger hormones are are doing their thing and they don't want you to gain any more weight so yeah they're basically screaming please (laughs) no so like if somehow in in prep it would be nice to reverse that so you could eat 5,000 calories in prep and then like 2000 in the off season when you have no appetite but Mm. unfortunately that's not how it works it's one of those things that's like it's a nice idea but Mm. if you do it day after day after day because like you can look up on youtube like 5k calorie challenges and stuff but bet you anything someone on youtube eating 5000 calories or even what's that like like a rookie full day of eating most people go for like the 10 to 20,000 calories but either way if someone majorly indulges like that it's quite unlikely that the next day they're also eating 5,000 calories and the days after you're doing it every single day. That is a lot of food. It is. It's quite expensive as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Fill up the recycling bin, man. Mm. That's when I know that Jack is in the improvement season when our recycling bin is just getting filled to the absolute brim with like cereal boxes. Mm. Did you know that Woolworths has bought out a, I think it's exclusive to Woolworths, which is a supermarket in Australia, but I think they've monopolized the 1.1 kilo Milo cereal boxes. Wow. I think before it was like 700 grams was the highest. <laughs> Stepping it up. And I know we've got one in the kitchen. Yep. But you even made the point this morning. You're like, technically Milo cereal is more micronutrient dense than white rice. Mm, it is. It's more nutritious. Yeah. yeah. As it's fortified with a buttload of stuff. Yeah. How's that for an argument? And it's also more than one grain. It's, it's wheat mm. and and corn mm-hmm. it's not just one grain so it's better processed <laughs> foods ain't all that bad <laughs> yeah well i'm having both anyway but what about your highest and lowest okay so my lowest probably would have been in prep 
So my lowest got down to like sub 15,000 calories, about 1,475, which <laughs> oh, I... You said sub 15,000 calories. <laughs> okay, so... Do you, my... wanna, do you wanna let the listeners know a fun fact about you? <laughs> you <Well>, numbers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit dyslexic, okay? <laughs> Maybe that's why I was so bad at math B in high school. Like, I just didn't get it. Sometimes I could just get numbers wrong, mm. you know? Like I, I just a, you're not actually dyslexic, but you do um, put numbers the wrong, wrong way I, around. I flip them around. Yeah, it's mm. it's very strange. Like I remember when I was in my second prep, and I would wake up a lot earlier than you, and then I'd come and wake you up in the mornings. And sometimes if I get a new low, I'd be like, you know, maybe my actual low that day was fifty seven point nine, but I'd be like, Jack, I got a new low. I was ninety seven point five. That'll make your eyeballs open. You're like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh no, I meant 57.9, not 97.5. Um, but yeah, sometimes I get things backwards, eh? Mm, but sometimes. either way, <laughs> in prep, I got sub 1500 calories, which isn't that aggressive compared no. to some people. But I think it's because I'm relatively tall and I train like a beast. And also my activity is very, very high too. Plus, I think I eat a lot of whole foods as well, which I think slightly adds to my thermic effect of food. But either way, sub 1500 calories for me, like that is a dig. I think it's all relative to how you feel. And then the highest my calories have ever been would have been in my previous improvement season uh, when my carbs got up to like 450 grams per day. So I was eating just over 3,100 calories per day then and maintaining around like 68 kilogram mark or so but that's like again when i was just i was more active than i was now because we used to train in the afternoon then so i'd actually go for one additional walk during the day so my steps per day on average were around actually like nineteen thousand per day i was also training full body five times a week too uh so yeah but that just goes to show like my metabolic adaptation is is huge like going from 3100 calories peak improvement season then literally having to have that to really dig at the end mm. of a comp prep well my gap was even larger than yours yeah oh so how how oh but that was a that was a severe digging day that was like one day of the week yeah two days of the week okay yeah but either way it just goes to show sometimes you got to dig man just you got to do the do mm. Yeah, I always like to say, and I say this a lot now to my clients, but all you can do is what you can do. Mm. Like, all you can do is the best that you can. Like, in the improvement season, did you try and maximize your metabolic capacity? Yes. Did you try and put on as much lean mass as Mm -hmm. possible? Yes. Then, like, in your prep, if your calories have to get quite low, that's just what you have to do Mm -hmm. in order to... It's nice, in theory, to be able to maximize your energy availability but and take the necessary steps to be able to do that. But sometimes you do just have to drop the hammer Mm -hmm. if it's necessary. And interestingly, there's quite a bit of new research coming out about energy availability and actually the negative connotations of being in a low energy availability state. And it it's kind of inconclusive on whether it's super dangerous to have acute periods of low energy availability. So for example, if you go through a two year improvement season and you get your calories up really high, you know, and you're just in a great place hormonally and physically, and you're just really healthy, you're training really hard and your energy availability is in a really good spot, but then you have to knuckle down for five or six months and toward the end period of that dieting phase, energy availability has to get quite low. It's kind of questionable, like, 
okay, well, it was only a short acute time period, right? And then you're going to reverse right out of that and get your energy availability back up. If it's, as long as it's not chronic low energy availability, like you are on sub 1500 calories for an entire year plus sort of thing, it's kind of questionable of like, where can we draw the line? Yeah. Like fasting is associated, not maybe not as much anymore, but fasting is associated with certain health benefits Mm. and, or even very low energy diets and associated with longevity, like, like particularly the blue zones around the world. So, and that's technically low energy availability mm. as well. Yeah. But then it's... doesn't mean it's, it's better for muscle growth though. Like they're two very different things. Mm, absolutely not. But I guess what we're trying to say is that it's what you do the majority of the time, not the minority. Mm. So if you can spend the majority of your life or the majority of your bodybuilding career in a very well-fed state with high energy availability, and then every so often when you decide to prep, that's got to get toward the lower end maybe it's not that bad as long as either side of it you are well fed mm. so yeah it's interesting it's definitely it a, it's, it's a new area of literature that they need to especially study more bodybuilders and not just a lot of female runners mm. anyway guys i think that was one question went off on a bit of a tangent but uh how about we wrap this up with something that we want to improve this next week well i've already listed all my goals for 2022 so i'm going to continue working towards those Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I just want to feel really on the ball this next week, back in just a great headspace with my training and just really hitting it hard again. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Likewise, that'll be my goal as well. Okay. <laughs> Copycat. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully, you enjoyed our very first episode of 2022. And if you did, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag TBD, and we'll catch you next week.